There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Hello, hello, welcome everyone to another episode of The Source Connection. I'm Tara Long here with my co-host, Liz B. <sighs> Let's start off today, as we always do, with a reminder of yourself. So just relaxing however feels good for you. If you want to close your eyes or sit or lie down. And just breathe. Just remember to breathe and be aware of the breath. Whatever the breath is for you right now, just be aware of it and shift it however you want to shift it, however it feels good to shift it. Feeling yourself in your body. Feeling yourself anchoring. Rooting more and more into you. That knowing of yourself, the knowing of you. The truth of you the truth in you. The stillness, the resolve, the confidence, all existing effortlessly and naturally, just in the state of being yourself. Your true self, which is all of you, all of you. Nothing is left out. Nothing is made important or extra important. It's all you and it's all good. Just the wholeness of this, the completeness of this, perfection, just as you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to find anything. It's already here. And take an extra deep breath in and let it all go. Let's do that one more time together. Nice deep breath in and just let it all go. You can make a noise and move around if you'd like. Thank you everyone for joining us for that. Today we have two special guests on the podcast. We sure do. Interviewed. Who is it? Liz, who is it? (laughs) Wow, Tara Long and Liz B. 
Ooh. Wow. Yes. We're actually doing something different in this episode where we will be interviewing each other. <sighs> <laughs> How yeah. fun. How fun. How fun. How fun. Yeah. And I, I may or may not get some interruptions. I apologize if I do. I'm in an open space right now and staying with family. So you never know. <laughs> never Can I start? Yeah. Let's let her rip, sister. So, Miss Tara, how would you describe yourself? (laughs) After we just did this whole meditation on being yourself, what does it mean? Well, it depends on, you know, what we're talking about. Um, Myself, my whole self. I would say myself is that as my whole complete self. So includes everything. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to identify myself as like a woman who's, you know, that just doesn't feel, it feels weird to me to do that. <laughs> it's so weird. I would describe myself um, as a visitor, a being here. Mm-hmm. Um who feels excited to be here right now and feels honored to be here right now for this like incredible, extraordinary, you know, unprecedented as we always say time Um, who, and now I just, I feel the call to a more simple, um, more quiet life. Mm. Um, just sharing time with those I love and being in service, however arises in the moment. And um, yeah, just loving fun and laughter and joy, finding the really simple joy, things that maybe 10 years ago, I would have been like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and now I'm just like, yes. Yes, I want to sit on the porch and drink tea and just watch the trees blow and bring that fullness and richness into my being and in the invitation for all beings to see themselves in that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I just thought of another question. I'm going to write it down. Oh. Mm. Um, I. I do want to ask you that question because it's just a brilliant question, even though in its simplicity, it's brilliant. Give me one second. Yeah. Okay, you can ask me. Yeah, I do want to ask that question just kind of as an intro, and then I have a bunch of other questions. But how would you describe yourself, Miss Liz? I think the first thing that would come to mind would be the expression of myself in this life and in this incarnation, shall we call that. Um, I would describe myself as being a loving, present, kind fiery person who moves to my own to the to the 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 speed of my own internal currents um deeply connected to all of life empathic in my embodied nature and just a lover it's the best way I can describe this time here to love um, And then on the grand embodiment of things, I feel like all of that and just a really refined expression of life and all its beauty and possibilities and what we perceive maybe as chaos. Mm-hmm. Distress, 
We're just in the full expression of that in the mystery. Yes, yes, to all of that. I see all of that in you. <laughs> I see all of that in you. <laughs> Why are we reflections of one another? It's a love fest today. I can already it's a love fest, I know, right? <laughs> Before I'm, I get a feeling. Ooh, just a little feeling. Mm. so i'm going to ask you another one okay um just because it feels it just we're going to jump right off the deep end this is what came through for me to ask you first was um what do you sense or feel happens when we transition from this body oh mm. i've navigated in in the indifferent answers of that question. At some point in my life, I believed that we would just continue on. And we came here with a very specific assignment and we would go on into the next development of the evolution and the schooling, shall we call it, of um, the unfolding of the consciousness. And I thought that it would feel very similar to this in many aspects where we would have something of a physical form that would be recognized and would recognize others and that um, it would feel more peaceful and more um, relaxing where we would get time to kind of reflect and just be with what had happened. Mm-hmm. And I've moved from that and I I think now I believe that whatever we believe is going to happen will happen in that way. Yeah. It would be a different experience for all beings. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if I have one answer to that, that I firmly believe. Yeah. Intuitively, I think that if this life, if we're co-creating this life at every moment, that process also gets to be a co-creation of beliefs and distortions or why not that we've collected throughout this experience that we then manifest. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. My aunt passed away a few weeks ago and my cousins were in the hospital with her and she was going in and out of consciousness. And she wasn't heavily sedated at that point, but she was already getting some sedation for the pain she was feeling in her physical body. And she looked to the side and said, Daddy, you came. Daddy, you came. You're here and you came. And when my cousins were sharing that experience with me, my cousin said, if... I didn't have any doubts, but if I had a doubt about the afterlife, that would have been it for me, that I was like, oh, there is something out there. There is something that continues. And then she had another experience where she was feeling very uncomfortable and her eyes were closed and she kept saying that, oh, it's it's itchy here and this and I need that or whatever. And they were trying to comfort her and she opened her eyes and looked at them and she said, it's not here, it's there. Hmm. And so, again, when I heard that, you know, it's that immediate comfort of something that continues. And then at the same time, I thought, hmm, is that her creation of what she believes happens after we continue? Yeah. And so um, I think my, my answer is more open-ended. I don't know if I have one answer. What is it that we want to co-create as we transition on? And if I could fantasize about that, um, I would love for it to, to, at some moment, be some sort of an experience of closure 
of remembering even at a deeper level what this all meant. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we are revealed the mystery then, what's the fun, but just some sort of more understanding <laughs> yeah. and um, all of that. So, yeah. yeah, and I joke and say that I know exactly what songs the angels will be playing. You know? <laughs> um, and so there's soundtrack to the beauty and it's, it's warmth and love at a level that we just, we just understand it's us, right? Yeah. That's what I would like it to be. That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Soundtrack coming soon. Yes. Soundtrack <laughs> of the Angels. We can link that up. I can yeah. link that up. song. It's not, it makes me emotional to think about, but I just read a book called The Cross Gardener where I don't want to give the book up, but you know those crosses we see on interstates and roads? Yeah. That people who have transition in those places they create a little memorial and in this book they talk about beings who assist in the crossing mm. so that when i say the music it's oftentimes i'm thinking about a moment like that mm -hmm. where to be guided towards something you yeah. know and, and there's this this is just beautiful yeah we'll link that up okay you know <laughs> sounds like to me, yes, yes, I would obvious about all these beautiful things we're talking about. Yes. So, disclaimer: when I was writing questions, I went from because we don't know what we're asking each other. Just for our no. listeners, we <laughs> have no idea. There was no talk about it before. It was like, okay, I'm going to write questions. And, um. So I. I made an effort when I was doing it, but then I couldn't really fulfill it at a level because my interest just, you know, went where it needed to go. But to ask deep questions and then ask questions, practical questions, right? About your yeah. experience and what yeah. Like, yeah. like, let me, so I'm going to look through right now and see what's okay. coming because okay. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here, girl. Um, what quirks do you have, Tara? Hmm. <laughs> well, maybe that's one. Um, quirks. Gosh, what quirks do I have? Um, I love coconut oil. Like I eat it just by the spoonful. Do you put it in your body? A lot. Do you just yeah, let it? I just, um, not, not as, no, because I do sometimes, but it gets everywhere. If you just have it on your body, you know what I mean? Then it's oh, just yeah, like, I know everywhere suddenly you've got coconut oil stains on everything, which I do have some of, but yeah, I have, I have this thing. I just, I love Coke. I could just, I eat a lot of it. And I've sometimes thought to myself, this is, is this much good for me? And so then I really feel, you know what I mean? I really feel into it and it's always good. Like my body just always wants it. It's great. It's just, yes, give me the coconut oil. I don't, it's not, um, room temperature it's usually in the fridge or something like that so it's kind of little hard chunks I love it um <laughs> so I have a question within the question basically yeah. said do you love coconuts in general or just coconut oil coconut oil yeah I mean I do like eating coconut but I'm not I, that's I don't have coconut in the fridge it's just coconut oil okay. and I and coconut butter is like eh Really, um, coconut, coconut mana, like the butter you don't like. I have mana. I like it in smoothies, but I don't just like to eat it. Yeah, like I, I like do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I like coconut water, but I too much is not is my stomach is gets weird if I drink too much. So you know, it's just the oil for whatever reason. Yeah. He's like, yes. <laughs> um, what other quirks? Gosh, I'm trying to think what a quirk would be like. Um. I do have some OCD, a few little OCD things where sometimes I have to count things, you know, like it's not, it used to be, it used to be a lot more. Now it's just like, I'll have to, I don't, I can't even give you an example, but counting and making things even. <laughs> yeah. I shared that with you. Every time I'm climbing stairs or going down, I'm counting. Yeah. Yes. It's stairs. I do count my stairs. Yes, yes, yes. Little things like that. Again, it used to be a lot more. Now it's much, much less, but I still do that sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. What other quirks do anyway that you could probably maybe tell me a few quirks that I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm now interviewing you about myself. Yeah. <laughs> what quirks do I have, Liz? Tell me. <laughs> um let me think I think you're very expressive with your body and so I can read you Mm -hmm. from across the room (laughs) thinking like I can and I mean we're so sisters so it's easy for me to I don't want to claim that but like sometimes I'll like I'll notice like a certain and I'm like are you okay and you're like "Mm -hmm." and I'm like "Mm, yeah okay but sometimes it's not the moment it's not the time right yeah yeah yeah. like a certain like it's very clear to me by the way you're expressing physically um Mm -hmm. and so which is great because sometimes I feel like we can communicate non-verbally oh yeah I mean we're always doing that but it's just so much easier because it's things that sometimes don't even need to be really spoken said yeah yeah um let me think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that <laughs> when you get hungry, um, <laughs> you have your own way of expressing through that. So that if something's up, we can get some nuts on our mouth or something. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? You, you mean when I'm hangry? Yes. Well, I didn't want to say it like that because you can frame it as whatever like, but when you get hungry, it goes from zero to one. <laughs> like your level of discomfort that at least I can tap into. Is that true or not? Uh, yeah, no, that's hundred percent true. I, um, I, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Definitely. And so it's, I feel like when I think of a quirk is it's little things that make you, you, right. Yeah. It's like, Another one I love is like, I'll say something that's funny and then you repeat it and get really excited. (laughs) 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 Like, it's almost like you receive the joy, not receive, but you share the joy. Then you want to share back right away. Loving with it, you know. (laughs) I love this. What great, great reflections. Thank you. Talking about getting hangry, when you're eating, you're eating. <laughs> you're just like, I am, do not bother me right now. I'm eating. It's not a, it's not an aggressive energy, but you're very yeah. focused. Yeah. You're, you're eating. Yeah. You're just eating. You know, Food especially if, if, if it's after a time where you've been hungry. So <laughs> like that. Like, it's very like, I'm doing this. Do not mess with me right now. I'm getting things done. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, girl. You don't mess with my food. I'm definitely no. very, no. yes, a very food oriented person when no. I'm hungry. And yeah. um and one thing also that I love about you is that you're just very clear in your moment-to-moment being which makes it very easy to relate mm-hmm. on that level and there's no bullshit yeah. there's just no bullshit yeah everything is very clear everything is spoken and if it does and again right we have this level of communication that if it doesn't need to be spoken it's very understood and yeah. it's just just it's so it's so it's soothing to my nervous system because mm-hmm. there's no I don't need to be explaining or you don't need to be explaining, right? We just know at a deep level what's happening. And even though sometimes we need to talk about things and we need to move yeah, through sure. in that manner, but just being around you is just comforting because I know that it's, this is what you get. Yeah. And that's why we're sisters. Cause I feel the same way. There's no pretense or games or of any kind ever. It's just like, here we are. What you see is what you get. And we love it. We love each other for that. Yeah. There's no reservations and there's no place that we can go to together. Yes. That I feel like that alone, it's such a gift that I don't know if everybody has that experience throughout their lifetimes. I think a lot of people may not experience that with another. And it's all. Yeah. 
It is priceless to be able to, because I'll say that often, like some things that I would want to talk about or say even out loud. I'm like, I think Liz might be the only person I could actually say this out loud to you and maybe another, you know, just very few. I can actually say this without judgment. Without judging yourself. That's what it is. Without judging myself and without thinking, oh, she might judge me for it. Right, because there's no judgment whatsoever. Then there's no, no judgment of self in that yeah. way. So none of the projection or reflection either way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's welcome. Yeah. So for that, what a I don't know if that's a quirk, but it just fell into the category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I this, yes, this section is called "Things We Love About Each Other." Um, <laughs> <laughs> screw the interview. Let's keep on. <laughs> your turn oh yes my turn so I just have to say I love your laugh when your eyes get your eyes quit your whole face like squints up it is the best best face laugh in the whole world it's just like (laughs) then I know you are feeling like actual real joy and you know it's just oh that's just the best Mm -hmm. if no if you guys are just listening you have to watch the video to see Liz's best face laugh ever the I have to say that I'm going to ask myself a question and then answer with what you just said. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite thing to do to laugh? Yeah. There's nothing else that is like my, it's my ultimate favorite thing to do. Yeah. And if I can make my friends laugh, oh my God, heaven. Isn't it the best? Isn't it the best? <laughs> I am just in the flow. I, and one of my, you know, one of my favorite people who passed away when I, last year, my friend Danae, when I was, ref- every time I reflect about, you know, the things I love about Danae and, well, she was just love itself. And it was how easy it was to make her laugh. How easy it was to make her laugh. So again, she was that perfect fit for me, right? To love myself through making her laugh. Yes. I love you, Danae. And perfect. so yes, I love to laugh. <laughs> I, I love to laugh. I love to. That's <laughs> part of our soundtrack. That's coming. <laughs> just us laughing. It's just us laughing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it in real crap, crap, craptical, <laughs> practical. Yeah. Real, pra- real practical. Um, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite food to eat? Oh my food. god! You know I'm talking about food. I just looked at my paper and I looked, I have the exact same question and I literally <laughs> just looked and I'm not surprised. Um, man. Mm. I don't know if I have one favorite food. So a list, just a list. I, love, I love greens. I can eat greens by itself. I'm just like my mom, like a little warm. I can just eat. Like, I mean, I literally, I grab handfuls of greens and I try them. <laughs> <laughs> caterpillar, a little caterpillar. Caterpillar, yes. Um, I love papayas. Mm. I love coconut um, in every form. Oil, butter, the, the meat, the mm. water, the uh, everything. Um, what else do I like? I like, even though I don't eat a lot of it, I like sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the practicality of a sandwich. Yeah. And, and bread. Um I could say if you asked me 10 years ago, bread would be the first thing I would say. But ever since going gluten-free, it's just not a thing that I eat very often, right? So I buy gluten-free vegan bread and I freeze it. And so every now and again, we'll just bring a a loaf down and eat it, you know, but it's ever so often. And um, But I just love the coziness of bread and Mm. sharing bread and... Mm. It, it's just, you know, putting some oil in it and, mm. you know, um, I love soups and I love all things tapioca. So <laughs> in, <laughs> in Brazil, I, I, let me explain that, right? Because yes, please. It's so not of this culture, but in Brazil, we have tapioca flour, we have tapioca 
um, the little beads, um, you know, that people drink in boba teas, but really small. So we don't really have a culture of boba tea per se, but we do gals, which is, um, you get whatever kind of milk you like, and then you would sweeten it and you can put fresh um, shredded coconut, or you can um, do spices like cardamom and cinnamon and sticks, cinnamon sticks and clover. And it's almost like a soup, but it's like a, a warm, um, sweet soup. So we can do that with a coconut mingau, or we can do tapioca mingau. And then we also do, we use tapioca flour to make tortillas. And then you can put whatever you want on the inside. So you can do it savory or you can do it sweet. Like I can do banana. Like crepe or something. It's kind okay. of like a crepe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's, you can do it as thin or as thick as you like. Mm-hmm. And um, it's simple. It's delicious. And um, yeah, I love to feel <laughs> Getting hangry, girl. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> angry, Watch out. I don't get hangry just for everyone who is wondering. So we have that difference, right? Although I yes. have a few people around me that get hangry. Mm-hmm. Like Tara. And, um, like what? Name, like Tara. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> and other ones I will not name. Other ones. It's not fine because I don't get triggered by it at all. I just know I'm, it's easy for me to notice and be like, oh, man. I think the one that's beetle or something. There's some food, yeah. I mean, children like, tend to do that, right? They get have this moment where they're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> it just hits them because they're so busy playing. playing. Yes. Then they stop and it's like, <gasps> we forget yeah. to play. We grow up, we forget to play. And then we eat a lot, right? Because we're bored. We think yeah. we're bored. We're not bored. We think we're bored. bored. Yeah. We're just trying to fill something. Yeah. yeah. So. <sighs> Going from practical question to practical question, what's your favorite art form? Ooh. Oh, that's a beautiful question. I think what comes up first is dance. Mm. That's just what comes up. I, I do love looking at other art forms, but dance, just the movement of the body and so many different forms of dance. You know, whether it's Latin dance or modern dance or ballroom or, you know, I just love watching people dance. And I love dancing myself. But watching someone who's like a master is just so good and so effortless. And that's when it's a good, when someone is a really good dancer, it just looks like there's no effort, even though I know there's a ton of effort. It's just amazing. Mm. I could watch dance all day. Um, okay. Ooh, here's a good one. What's the most magical experience of your life? Ooh. <laughs> wow. wow. I will preface this with, I don't think it's fair to my whole life to choose one most magical moment. But what comes to mind, it's when I actually saw Aura for the first time, mm. like with my physical eyes. I've mm. been very intuitive in picking up that kind of frequency. Um, and I very, very often, more often than one could imagine, I have people ask me, why am I, why are you looking above my head? Is my hair messed up? Why are you? And I don't <laughs> And so... <clears throat> But when I was able to see it, the, and that first experience was with our cactus, Fred. We have a cactus named Fred. And <laughs> Fred was this little. And I gave it to my husband, and Fred is this big now, right? Oh, yeah. And I had, I had this other plant, which I don't think I have it anymore. Um it was Fred and the plane, and I just put it against the white, kind of white background, the wall, and I just stared. And mm. it was like seeing the aurora borealis around. Oh, wow. It was so beautiful. And the hint of seeing, quote, unquote, the unseen felt pretty magical. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with that. Even though I've had, oh, my God, I could go with the other one. I just thought of this other one that I had where I was 
again, and I'm reaching for the ones that are most unusual in the sense sure. because I could speak about magic every day in my life. Yes, of course. The moment my daughter was born. Yes. And, you know, moments like that, that is just pure, mm. my pregnancy itself, like, it's mm. just magic. Like, mm. that you, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to be like, all right, liver, let's do the breathing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just breathing. Yeah. Your heart beating. It's freaking magical. Yeah. But we've gotten used to those things. So we think, ah, oh, it just does what it, it's magical. It like, is. when you hear a baby's heartbeat for the first time. Okay, another experience mm. before I was going to the other one. But I was, throughout my pregnancy, I danced a lot. And I was in a Zumba class and I could feel my daughter's heartbeat inside of me. And mm. she was very little, very, very, very little. And at some point, and it was very agitated because I was dancing, right? And I, I was in the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, I can feel, I can feel her. It was the first time I could feel her presence in her own little being. And I remember telling my midwife that, and she said, no, that's not possible because she's too little. And I said, it's not only possible, it happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, um, <laughs> so there was a moment of like battle by, between the rational and what's possible. And I was just mm-hmm. like, fine, I don't need to convince her that what I right. know what it means. Right. Right. That was so oh, wow, just magic. Um, and then I'll make this one brief because this could go on for a while. But <laughs> in Joshua Tree, about five years ago, yeah, five or five or four years ago, I think five years ago, and I had a magical encounter with beings from another planet and they were directly communicating to me. They were doing things in the sky as I would ask them to do. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was magical. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yes. We could have a whole episode on magical. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. And also I think that I'd like to offer this as a reflection to how magical are you making your life every day and your moment, how you are appreciating the magic of being here Mm. and being in this body and just, you know, experiencing all of this, the grief, the joy, the sadness, the despair, the excitement. Like, even if you think about feelings, how magical are they? You can't touch them. Right. But it's such a real experience in this embodiment. And it's like, I feel like everything is magic in a way, and we've just yeah. gotten used to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if we asked, if we just approached everything like this is the most magical thing that's ever happened. Yes, and, and you know, for everything, like just us being able to talk to each other two thousand miles away, and yeah, you know, that's pure magic. Mm. And now we're being given the opportunity to tap into our superpowers and abilities. And that was going to be my next question to you. <clears throat> when did you realize that you were not from here? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's funny because when you, no, it's, yeah, it, of course. Um, when you were speaking about your magical experiences, one of mine was the experience when I had that realization, if you will. And everything flooded in this knowing of like me, why I'm here, who I am, and, and all of that. Um, and I think, I think I was well. I I feel like I had known it really my whole life from chi- you know as a child because as we've talked about before, I've always felt like that I don't think I belong here, you know, kind of feeling. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going on or what who these people are, but <laughs> they're not my people. Um, and of course they are in many ways. Um, I have since, I went through that whole journey, right? Of like, I don't belong here. I don't fit in. It's not. And when I was about, I think I was 30, about 30, when I had this experience of um, hypnosis and was being guided and I saw it wasn't the hypnotherapist telling me anything that uh, she saw it was me living it in my mind's eye the experience of 
what it was like to be where I was before and then come here and whatever that means for people, it doesn't really matter. The specifics don't matter. You know, at first I was really into the specifics of where I was and what was I doing? You know, it doesn't, now I, it's all kind of merged together into this beautiful, you know, story really, if you will, of, um, of just something that gave me at the time, a lot of comfort and peace and purpose you know, which has since evolved, of course, but yeah, I was, I was uh, always had that sense. And then when I was 30, it really just, it was like a lightning bolt. And I woke up from that and it took me about two weeks to fully integrate and embody. Like I was out of it. I was like, I'm not, I was not grounded for a few weeks for sure. And then I started to embody it more and more. And um, yeah. Hmm. Cross that one out. Cross that one out. Because <laughs> what we realized before we started recording this is that we're going to do these episodes every so often because there's yeah. just so much to talk about and to get to know, right? Yeah. yeah. And as we also ask these questions, we're asking you those questions. Yeah. And to share with us the things that touch you the most and mm. how you express them. We'd love to hear that. We'd love to hear. Yeah, you can you can share it on any of our platforms that you'd like or send us an email at the source connection at protonmail.com. It's so sweet when we hear from you guys. It's always oh, I know. just like, oh, and like we'll be like, did you see that email? Did you oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the best? I mean, it's why yeah. we are here doing this, right? Like we're not yeah. actually here to hear ourselves talk, although you know, we are in a way, but <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's to create with you the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it the is expression and embodiment. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, my next question. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, here's an interesting one that yeah, could mean a lot of different things, but it's just let's just put it out there. What is a controversial viewpoint that you're scared to share, if anything? <clears throat> that you might be scared to share here on this platform or just in general. <laughs> let, me, let me think. <clears throat> I think the m- most controversial thing I could think of is that, and that's something that I've been dissecting Um is that the world I was told existed is a farce. It's not true. And I keep finding deeper levels of the lie throughout my explorations. And so it begins, and I'm saying that literally begins there, but it begins with something simple as, Kids have to go to school because they need to socialize and they need to Mm. learn, right? And then when Mm. you learn about the school system, when you have the experience of the school system, and then when you are exposed to different ways of doing schooling, then you start reassessing the ideas and the, um, the things that you thought were true about that, um, And that goes on at every level of our lives if we really examine it. The other day I was listening to a talk on water. And what I learned in that class, and I'm not saying take this as face value, but it was something that I was like, oh, I never heard this before, was that when society started to push the eight glasses of water a day, it's when water started to um, be enhanced with fluoride Hmm. and it's like oh is that true and then it leads to more exploration is that real did that really happen why would that happen etc etc fluoride is good for your teeth Hmm. oh fluoride it's a chemical and it does brain damage wait Mm -hmm. what and so little things like that of the food pyramid you know, there's a really good book about sugar that I read when I was in my 20s. My mother had it. It's called Sugar Blues. And I highly recommend people read that book. 
<clears throat> and it talks about the history of sugar and how it got pushed and how doctors got paid to say sugar is great. It gives you energy. And I'm talking about processed sugar. Yes, refined white sugar. Yeah. Fructose, like natural forms of sugar. I'm yeah. not talking about um, But it tells you the history of it and how we got implemented in our society. And now you look, most things, and I recommend everyone do that if they're not doing that yet, read your labels. And preferably buy products with no labels, like fruits and grains <laughs> and, and you know, legumes and veggies or whatever. But whatever fits your lifestyle, your diet, I'm not telling you how to eat. Um, but you start looking at labels and you realize most pasta sauce has sugar in it to enhance flavor. But when you do understand the process of breaking down the processed sugar in your body and what it does to your body, then you go, oh, why was this pushed? That leads you to deeper explorations about the idea of the world we've been creating and co-creating together. And is it really life-affirming? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something that each one of us has to find for themselves. And so yeah. I think that that's, and I don't know if it's a controversy, but basically to just, you know, slowly realize that I've been fed a lot of lies and not by ill intended people necessarily, but just from people who just believed in the programming and just <laughs> down. Yeah. Right. And so, um, mm. One of my biggest life's exploration has been to unlearn a lot of what I was taught and I thought to be true. And maybe because, (laughs) now I'm going to try to find reasons, but maybe because I meditate or maybe because I do breath work or whatever thing, I feel like my brain is very flexible and I don't get necessarily offended when I find something that I go, oh, Oh, okay, that's interesting. And I don't I don't feel like I'm being threatened because I at some point believed in it yeah. or I bought into it. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, let me learn more. Well, tell me more. Let me understand yeah. a little deeper. And and it's such a great opportunity because you don't feel like things are very stagnant in a way, even though you go through moments of deep cognitive dissonance where it's hard to just be faced with certain truths that are very i'd say life-threatening you know yeah 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 i think that that kind of encompasses many you know things that you called controversial sure what what is really just our inability to accept i think another way and so in my own exploration of dissecting those things I've come to realize that we're all choosing at every moment and some people are going to choose to believe in something while I choose to not believe some people are, and I'm going to choose to believe in some things that some people are not going to choose to believe so it's not my place to tell anybody that's wrong I'm just not believing the same way you believe and that's okay yeah you know, and that it yeah. brings deep peace yeah because all of a sudden, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. Yes. I know what I think and what I believe. I can share that, but I don't need to convince you of that. That's my experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, um, I mean, we talk about that all the time on the show, of let, giving people the dignity of their timeline, right, of how they're choosing to experience the world. And one thing that <clears throat> about you and all of all of us who are willing to explore those things, those truths, if you will, or however we want to see them on a relative level, is there's not an attachment of identity to it, right? It's not like it threatens your identity because you're questioning it, because you've said none of that is me. None of those beliefs are you or me or anybody anyway, whether it's this way or that way. Um, and that's what we're seeing the breakdown of now in our world is that inability or ability to not be attached or identified with a certain thing that has always been true, Yeah, you know, or that we've been conditioned to believe. So it's, right. it's amazing. It's a real gift and it's, you know, 
becoming, a, I'm grateful to say I'm seeing it more and more. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Learning to be flexible with life and to mm. not something that I've been contemplating recently is the attachment to ideology. And so I've been vegan for a while, almost a decade now. And past maybe three or four months, I started feeling the desire to like eat eggs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. Like I'd look at it and, but I never had an egg to cook. And so it was always like, I would see somebody eating it or think about it. Like, oh man, I'm, I can eat an egg or whatever. <laughs> then that's one part of the equation, but then seeing my attachment to the ideology of veganism, because I've always talked about, I'm not only vegan for health reasons or for, you know, the embodiment of not eating another being because I have no rule over another being. There were a moral compass that always guided me through that choice into having to navigate that inside of myself. Like, am I just craving this because I really need this? Like mm -hmm. my body at a deep cellular level needs this nourishment that this thing could provide right now, or I'm just emotionally attaching to something that brought me comfort at some level. So it's this yeah. journey. Yeah, right? it's beautiful. It's viral because it's deeper and deeper levels of awareness about something. And so yeah. I've been myself in the process of, you know, trying to really get clear on what's attachment to ideology and to being right. Like, oh, I want this to happen because I want to be right. And I want to mm. do that. Or it's just a yeah. deep inner knowing that it's just not for me yeah. you know, at that moment. And we don't yeah. know what life brings. And um, you talked about what we're seeing and what's happening. And I think that throughout this let's call it the COVID experience, I've realized more than ever that we're all choosing. We're all choosing. And some people chose to have an experience where this COVID thing killed millions of people around the world and it's terrifying and it's the most scary thing of their lives. And some people are choosing to have the experience of this COVID thing. It's, it's like a flu. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to live through this and see it happening in real life, how we're choosing and choosing and yeah. choosing and how it's completely different for people. And so there's no convincing because it's choice after yeah. choice after choice. Yeah. And so there's relief in that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that about the food stuff that you have going on inside the veganism and and just being curious about that and one thing that just came up as you were talking was um you know I love I I absolutely love the the triggering that people do I you know I love doing it myself sometimes but um just when you say something and it's not on purpose like I want to make this person mad but like actually bringing something up in someone so Tommy John our very first guest is so good at this and that's totally like his raison death right now is just to be like listen up fuckers you know? we love you uh we love you and i love his big bats of like bacon grease and how he's just sitting there yes. eating, chewing his bacon like come on be, you know just because he's just putting it out there for people to reflect on like their own you know i just i love that about him i just had to say that <laughs> You see the post, talk, we're talking about that, and I saw he had the best post the other day. He said, yeah, I'm a, I, he basically went through what he eats and attached an ideology to it. And he said, yeah, oh, right. I'm raw vegan when I'm eating raw veggies and I'm eating a salad. <laughs> I am keto when I'm eating this. I yeah, am yeah. a fructarian when I'm eating fruit. And yeah, I was yeah, yeah. genius. Yeah, totally. All of it, all of it. The bottom line I feel is that the more we disconnect from the ideologies, we connect to ourselves because it's moment by moment. What do I yes. need now? What do yes. I need now? What do I need now? And so I think because of this ability to be flexible within myself, I've never felt triggered. I've had friends like literally sit down to eat or somewhere and go, I'm sorry, I'm eating flesh next to you. And I'm like, I don't care. 
I don't yeah. care at all. Like yeah. I don't, I didn't even notice. Or think about it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's funny how we can also be both ways. Like it can be a trigger for other people about whatever choices that they're making. Right. But I can only speak for my body, for my choices and what yeah. rings true to me and what resonates with my being in this moment. Because God knows how I will feel when I'm 50 or 60 or 70. And it may be completely different what I need there, sure. yeah. you know? And so I feel like it's a blessing in that way to just not be too attached to the ideology mm-hmm. to where you can actually give yourself the flexibility to move through life. And I saw my mother do that through her mm-hmm. life because for most of her life, she was very strict. As mm-hmm. she started to get older, I started to see things that I was like, what? Like. I went home one time and I was asked the question, do you put bacon grease in your, in the beans? And I said, no. What do you mean? Well, because we've been cooking with bacon grease because to have high cholesterol. Wait, what? This is a <laughs> who had been vegan, right? For the past, whatever, 10 years. And I was yeah. just like, what? what? What are you yeah. talking about? And she started laughing. And I said, where'd you learn that? And she said, well, I was just, walking I saw a poster and then I went to listen there's this doctor in Brazil that she loved who she loved Dr. Laihi Beiru and she said and I went and dug for it and he was talking actually talking about it yeah and I just started I just started putting it on the beans I was <laughs> like you go girl you go mom <laughs> her last birthday her last birthday in this body my sister, I was taking care of her. And, but by the time it was her birthday, I would have already left. And my sister was coming to be with her. So my sister called us and she said, can you, I'm going to order mom's cake. Can you ask her if she wants me to make it vegan or just normal? And my mom was like, normal. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yes. And when we called to do the happy birthday, the cake was all decorated. It was a beautiful cake. It was all decorated. And we had this little like sugar, like, little decorative things on it and we sung happy birthday and that woman started to grab it one by one and eating the little <laughs> things and we're like all right okay <laughs> <laughs> all right all right sister a happy donut's better than a sad salad as tj says right as TJ says and i'm going to bring in another wisdom from another guest we just have our friend jeff weitzman who i just yes. saw yesterday oh and yeah he, said on he was giving a speech a talk and he said what he shared here with us that when his wife had come into the realization that her mantra was this is my life fuck y'all if you have a problem with it go get help (laughs) (laughs) literally yeah yeah. Can you imagine what kind of world we would live in if people did not feel threatened by each other's choices? If it was, again, we're keeping it in a container where we're not seeking to do harm to anybody. We're not, you know, creating chaos and destruction by all means and death and despair. But if we're all regulated enough, right? Jerry yeah. was like, fuck you all. This is my life. Yeah. I don't have to cater to your expectations of who I am. Right, not my problem. Yep. Yep. And so yep. we've talked about this many times here, we but sure I, have. a good reminder. You know, it is. A, it's always a good reminder. Yes. And, and I and I think people, when I say that, sometimes we're like, "Well, you just think people should be able to go and murder everybody and do whatever they want." I'm like, "Yeah, do you really? Yes, of course. No, of course not. That's a container on it, dude. Right? Yeah, not and you don't even." When someone is truly connected to themselves and they're and they're regulated and they're aligned and all of that, that doesn't come up for a person. There's no desire. Of there's them. no desire to create harm and pain for other people, yourself or others. It's just not there. So it's just it. You don't even have to think about that. So we can let all let that go and just say, you know, not yeah, yeah. I love it. Yes, my turn. It's your turn, sister. That was a good question. It led to a bunch of other things. I know, I know. That's good. How are we running on time? Um, I'd say about ten more minutes. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna go for a deep one right now. Girl, do it. If you were giving a week to live, what would you do? (laughs) 
didn't want to even answer a question like that. I mean, where do you begin? Uh, where do you, well, the first thing that comes up for me is I would, I would actually, all I would want to do is be with the people I loved. I wouldn't need to do anything or go anywhere. I've done a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's things I'd still like to do and see, but I don't have this bucket. I don't have a bucket list. I don't have like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know whatever's coming up. What? I don't have a bucket list either. Just no, I know whatever's coming up in the moment and excited and led to do, that's perfect. I don't have anything like that. So I literally would just be with my family and friends that I loved and we would just sit around and relax and eat good food. <laughs> That would be very important. Eat good food and just, you know, just be together in nature somewhere. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to ask you what is your deepest wish for humanity to know? Oh to know and experience what is your deepest wish for humanity <laughs> to love to love itself enough right to just love each person to just love him herself itself so deeply so deeply that everything that would sprout out of it would be self-love that is just ultimate love and self-forgiveness that is ultimate forgiveness. And then mm-hmm. we would just be bathing in this life of just complete and utter presence <laughs> with every moment. I, I feel like that's the level of embodiment that I found lucky enough to one day, even if for a brief moment before I leave, um, I can I get to experience that at a level not just myself but with others within others right that I continue to connect at that level because my experience is that once you deeply connect to yourself you invoke that in others and you keep asking them to just meet that in themselves meet that in themselves so I think self-love would be my biggest mm. wish for humanity. It's all love that comes from that. So I don't know what else to what yeah. I want. You know, because then there's self-respect, which leads to respect outside of yourself. It's like taking care of your own kingdom. Yeah. And I think that one of the places that we find ourselves in as a society and I'm generalizing is this idea that I can control things outside of myself to make things seem the way I want them to seem. But how can you clean up the world if you haven't even cleaned up your own room? Right. Jordan Peterson said that at some point and it's so true. It's like, we'll learn how to do your stuff first and then go out and multiply the results of that and that's embodiment yeah so yeah embodied love that'll be my Mm, nice i love it (laughs) (laughs) humanity embodied love yes um what are you determined to do while on this experience here on this incarnation (laughs) <laughs> that you're like I'm de- that I'm determined to do it. Yeah, I think asking me that question five or ten years ago would have had a very different answer. Um, maybe even a few years ago, who knows? You know, my big plans, moving to LA and like <laughs> taking Hollywood by storm and all of this. We're gonna create a more conscious blah blah blah. Now I feel determined. Hmm, what does that feel like in me? Determination to um, determination to just more fully embody myself and therefore, you know, be a mirror for others to do the same 
Um, yeah. I mean, not there isn't like a, what's that? Not for the faint of heart. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not, but yeah. it's what else is there at this point? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What else, what else is there? I mean, okay. I, any lofty goals of this or that just doesn't, it just seems, you know, pointless to even say because it's going to be what it is. All you have to do is remember yourself and the rest will follow. Yes. Yes. That feels like a good place to yeah. wrap it up. Remember yourself. It's simple. It's so I had to put <laughs> the next season of the source connection podcast right? it's simple it's simple that's it you know i had that reflection the other day which i really appreciated was i was coaching um a group on like cryptocurrency basic things you know how to set things up and all of that and us question inner questions too like whatever was going on for people and um we had quite a few people on the call in my um co-facilitator you know, we switch doing the calls every other week. And so she said, she goes, you know, you just keep it really simple. And I'd like that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's something I, describing myself, going back to that first question, I, that's something that feels very like resonant for me. It's just keeping it, always keeping it so simple because we have the amazing gift to complicate everything, right? And, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's this and it's that and it's just, whoosh. As simple as can be, I feel like it's the closest to our essence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. <sighs> Thank you for joining us today. Thank you yeah. for getting to know ourselves because I'll tell you that as we're answering these questions, as we're asking them, we're also learning more about ourselves because even to elaborate sometimes on a certain answer. Yeah. It's like putting into words things that we may have not put into words before necessarily. And so thank you for the opportunity for just deeper awareness of how to pulse, um, yeah. in this experience. That's beautifully said. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, everyone. And if you have other questions for us that we can ask each other on a, you know, uh, ongoing episode, just let us know. And if you're dying to know something, <laughs> what color are your eyes like really <laughs> like really sometimes <laughs> you can't see right it's little things no i know i know what are yeah who knows right yeah we'll see you soon yeah we'll see you soon love you guys Bye.